Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. This edition of People Tech is brought to you by Terrazzo. Its platform connects candidates and employers to build true one-on-one relationships. Its virtual recruiting platform turns your entire team into energized career coaches, helping you evaluate candidates for better and faster hires. Learn more at www.turazo.com. Joining me today are Pete Cipollone and Megan O'Leary. They're the CEO and Vice President of Terrazzo, respectively. They're both Olympic rowers, which tells you something about their self-discipline and sense of teamwork. And the idea of teamwork, of working with other people, is a big part of their vision. Pete, Megan, thanks for being here. So let me start by asking you about Terrazzo. What's the company about? What are the challenges that you're helping companies solve? And what's so different about your approach? So our concept was to basically take the power of technology and bring human-to-human relationship-based recruiting to an area of the workforce that really hasn't had that. And that's, you know, early talent. So specifically people uh, graduating from college or boot camps and things like that, entering the workforce for the first time. And we do this by enabling those prospects to connect one-on-one with companies that are looking to identify great talent, but it's all under the banner of the company's brand. So it's, it's a one-on-one conversation that really allows these two groups to get to know one another uh, and build a relationship before the prospect applies. Megan, did you want to add anything? What we believe is the importance of, for a candidate, for a prospect, to be able to have that one-on-one engagement, that human connection inside the company. It creates an advocate inside the company to then, you know, help them sort of navigate not only the recruiting and hiring process, but then to just learn the really important things like a day in the life and what it's like to, you know, actually work for said company. So we think we're facilitating not only a great way for a candidate to engage with the company, but that company to then in turn share their story with the candidate. Now, can you just tell me a little bit about how it works? If, if I were to look at the, the product, what would I see and how would I use it? So the way our platform works is, you know, Pete touched on it is it's, it's fully branded and customized to the customer's brand, I mean, logo, coloring, font style, everything, so that when that candidate engages with our platform, they're engaging with the company. We're very much in the background. And the user experience is such that they really drive the process. So they have the agency in terms of being able to determine who they want to talk to based on their interests, based on the area of the company they want to work with. A lot of our companies use employee resource groups as a great filter in which the candidates can find, you know, I want to speak to an employee that's a part of their LGBTQ resource group and what it's like to be gay or lesbian or buy at that company and how would I fit in? And so that user can drive the process of finding the right person to talk to based on their interests, again, interest, industry, area of the company, and then they can schedule a conversation. You know, we have calendar integration so that it's it's a one-click process that you don't have to have the email back and forth of finding a time to talk. You, You literally book a session with that employee right away. When did you launch? When did Terrazzo launch? So the company was founded in 2015, uh, and then we had our first customers, let's see, a couple months later that summer. So we've uh, been around for a while now by, uh, you know, sort of tech company standards, I think. Every customer that ever signed up, you know, we have 100% retention across our customer base, which is something, you know, we're sort of very proud of. So you launched in 2015, but obviously the world has changed a lot here in, in 2020. So... Looking ahead, as as companies start to adapt, the distributed 
workforce is growing. And I think most people expect that to continue. Some companies have gone fully remote and, and may stay fully remote even after the, the crisis passes. How does all of this impact recruiting? And what can companies do to effectively share their values, their brand, how they operate, their whole employer message when the whole recruitment process is, is virtual? So great question. Uh, a lot has changed uh, and a lot has changed very quickly. I think that, you know, first of all, companies are starting to recognize that the, the field is expanded, right? That they can now uh, recruit talent that may not be as close to the home office. And, you know, with that comes the challenge of actually, okay, well, how do we start engaging with these prospects who could be, you know, anywhere? So, you know, that's one aspect of it. But the, the other aspect of this is that with with campuses shutting down and the sort of historically traditional processes of going out and engaging with candidates, there are no real aggregation points anymore. And so that has to be recreated virtually. What we do is we provide that aggregation point for our customers and it, it centers around their brand. So essentially, if a company identifies a set of prospects, regardless of where they are, they can then engage with them deeply, just one-on-one, -on -one, without having to physically pack people up and send them out to a career fair or a job fair in a city or something like that. So the fact that basically geography has almost been taken out of the equation, at least for now, is something that like that's a really big strength that we provide to our customers in terms of being able to engage anywhere. I want to push on that a little bit, Mark, too. Sorry, I have one, one thing to add. And something that has come up most recently is that by removing those physical encounters, right, at conferences, et cetera, the companies, especially who are less of a household brand, are really having to figure out how to be competitive. Everyone's going to know of the Googles, the Facebooks. But now those companies who did rely on more of those on-campus events or those in-person encounters really have to figure out how to differentiate themselves. And that's one thing that we've seen that the value we're providing to our current but also you know, our newest customers is providing a place where they can be competitive and they can showcase their company because maybe they're less of a household name. Are you finding a lot of interest from those companies? Yes. Your, your customers are focused mostly on early talent. What are you seeing going on in that world? How are they having to adjust to their relationship building and their whole recruitment process with that market? I think first and foremost, like Megan was saying, for these companies that are not the, you know, the most sought after brands, right, that actually have to work to get their employer brand out there, the traditional way of doing things is gone, at least for now, which is you, you can't go on campus because there's nobody there and it's not safe. So being able to reach those prospects, regardless of where they are, right? Because they're all they're all going to be home now, so they're they're completely distributed. And that's like the the first sort of key difference. Another thing is that with trying to sort of recruit more diverse talent, companies are taking a hard look at, hey, what are our actual requirements for these jobs? You know, what are the skill sets that are required? Like, is it is a degree absolutely necessary? Or is that just something that was, you know, we thought it was because everybody did. And enabling our customers to reach into new pools of talent that are not necessarily campus-based, uh, but are retraining programs or, you know, boot camps and things like that. All right. Now, you mentioned diversity. That's become a major topic this year. What are you seeing out in the market in terms of employer behavior? Are they changing the way they approach their recruiting to make sure that they're talking to a more diverse set of candidates and 
bringing on board a more diverse set of employees or what's going on? Even, even the companies who have a really good you know, reputation and have, have actually been really, really intentional and thoughtful about the way you know, their DNI efforts and the way that they're recruiting candidates and being able to source you know, from diverse, not only regions and just schools, you know, if we're talking about early hiring, but even then, you know, a lot of those companies struggle with telling that story. And so we're seeing not only the companies who have actually been doing the work, you know, wanting to figure out how to better demonstrate to their prospects that we do have a diverse workforce. And this is, this is, you know, this is how, and this is why, but also the companies that do, they, they're, they're realizing and having sort of that moment of realization and self-inspection that they do need to make some adjustments about uh, where and how they're hiring. Um, And those are a lot of the conversations we're having. Under Armour is a perfect example. They actually do have, uh, you know, a diverse workforce, but the, their reputation wasn't such that you either had to be an Ivy Leaguer or maybe like a former athlete, a jock, to work at Under Armour, and that's not the case. And so what we brought to them with our platform was a way to demonstrate that authentically and genuinely to their candidates and saying, look, like, you can find and talk to someone that looks like you, that comes from a similar background, that's had similar life experiences, um, and see for yourself and experience that for yourself. So, I mean, that's one use case, but I think the short answer is yes, long time coming, right? And so it's exciting to see companies really step up and, and want to change um, and make sure that they're going about it the right way. Can you give me an example of how a candidate for Under Armour might use Terrazzo to see exactly what's going on at the company? Sure. So, uh, you know, let's say pick a, a student from, let's say, a regional college who's majoring in accounting, and they're really interested to learn more about, hey, like, what is actually a day in the life of someone who works in accounting and finance in a uh, in a corporate environment? What's it like? And by the way, I'm a first generation college student, so you know, I'm if I'm invited into you know one of these networks the the people that I'm going to want to talk to are going to be, you know, people in accounting and finance. And, oh, I can also look at, you know, say first generation college grads uh, and have the opportunity to have a, just a, a, a very personal conversation. So not an interview, but really like an opportunity for both sides to present their very best. And then ultimately to decide, you know, is there this mutual enthusiasm that we we sort of talk about with our customers that the idea is company says wow this person would be a great hire and the candidate is like i love the culture i had an opportunity to talk to someone that i might actually be sitting next to or maybe in my first year working for or something like that where it's you know you're not taking the word of a recruiter you are you are actually talking to somebody who is, you know, that's the experience that you're likely to live inside the organization. And you can, you can talk to multiple people inside the organization. And, and that's helpful for establishing clarity in the mind of the candidate, because I think a lot of younger people have these external expectations, whether it's from family or friends or whatever, that this is what I should be doing, instead of having the opportunity to really find out, well, what's it like to do that and say, ooh, okay, that sounds really, really interesting. Whereas this other area that I thought maybe I was interested in is, um, is maybe I don't think like I would thrive in that environment. People are always trying to figure out how a platform succeeds or how a, a solution succeeds. How do you and how do your customers measure success? How do they measure the return on investment? So most talent acquisition programs, I think a a common metric is, you know, cost per quality application. And so, you know, we take that 
a step further to what is the cost per high quality engagement or conversation. And typically, you know, again, in sort of in early talent environments, so people just graduating from college or just a couple years of experience in without a ton of work history, right? These are going to be done at on-campus events and or, you know, job fairs that are, you know, within a day's drive of HQ, something like that. All that's very, very expensive in terms of the actual quality conversations. And by providing a platform that essentially allows people to do this from their desk, it enables companies to dramatically expand the number of whether you call them culture carriers or ambassadors or whatever to engage in the process, but it allows them to have a significantly higher number of conversations at like 10% of the cost. So essentially they're, they're able to get much better data on a much larger pool of talent without having the cost of lost office time or travel and things like that. And the limitations that go with that, right? Because each event is incrementally expensive. Whereas in a Terrazzo network model, it's a, you know, it's a fixed cost and you can amortize it across lots and lots of engagement. And one thing to add, Mark, the long tail success to what we're seeing with customers who we've now are a few years in is that that retention rate. So if you're making a more informed hire and that candidate is feeling either, you know, more informed about the company and making a decision based on better information um, from these conversations with employees, we're seeing the likelihood of those, you know, early hires staying longer with the company. Um, And so we're just starting to tap into sort of that retention rate, which in itself, beyond the cost of quality application or quality conversation, retention rate, there's a huge cost savings um, and not having to rehire, retrain, um, and all the things that go with that as well. Well, Pete and Megan, thank you both very much. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. I've been talking with Pete Cipollone and Megan O'Leary, co-founders of the recruiting platform Terrazzo. And this has been PeopleTech from the HCM Technology Report. This edition was sponsored by Terrazzo, whose platform connects candidates and employers to build true one-on-one relationships. Learn more at www.turazo.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.